Hello, welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So today I have a special edition of Extraordinary People. Uh, I've got two, count them, two guests. Um, yes, Rusty Johnson and Olga Lackey, um, a couple of my buddies from the San Antonio uh, Off-Road Runners, um, completed their first 100K, uh, otherwise known as Rocky Raccoon 100. Um, but aside from accomplishing their first 100K, which is 62 miles, they did it under insane conditions. There was knee-deep water at times, uh, epic mud, uh, and just, and you know, you're doing several loops. You know, you do like three loops. And not to mention that out at Huntsville, as you've heard me talk about this before, um, it can be uh, very rooty out there. And uh, yeah, so and, and the roots seem to get taller as each loop progresses. I'm not really sure why that is. Hmm. But anyway, um, I was delighted to talk to them uh, last week and uh, hear about their running trajectory. Uh, I've known Olga for a few years because I've been with the um, off-road runners for a number of years, pretty much since I moved here in 2017, I think. And, um, she's lovely. She's just, yeah, just, she's just this very, I don't know how to describe Olga except to say that she's just this very elegant person. And I remember one time, and when you listen to her voice, you'll hear it. She's got this very, um, particular way of speaking. And I'm like, do you do theater? Cause she does. She just sounds like somebody who does theater. And she's like, I do. And I'm like, huh, okay. I figured it out. Um, Rusty is younger. Uh, not that Olga's oh, that old. <laughs> Olga's a master's runner, but, um, and truly a badass in terms of just being able to, you know, do what she's accomplished. And I was there when she, well, I don't, I don't think I was there when she finished her first 50 miler at Brazos Bend a couple of years ago, but, um, I was doing my first marathon actually. Um, <laughs> never mind that I've already done a couple of 50 milers and a bunch of 50 Ks, but, um, anyway, but yeah, she's just, a you know, a pretty badass runner and, um, you know, I've seen her take some pretty good tumbles on the trails and, uh, she kind of dusts herself off and picks herself up and keeps on going. And, um, yeah, I just, I just don't have any other way to describe her except as elegant and um, and very poised and uh, well spoken and and just a great person. I mean, I just I really like her. Rusty, um, I've only been acquainted with for maybe about a year, um, and she's <laughs> she's kind of fiery and and uh, she's funny. She's kind of like one of these people that's sort of like carpe diem, you know, it's just the vibe I get off of her. Um, you know, she's ready for anything and, um, you know, uh, she, yeah, she's just kind of, you know, like I said, she's just kind of started into this ultra running thing and, um, she's already thinking about her next one, you know, uh, her next hundred K. Um, which I think is cute. Uh, Olga, on the other hand, is sort of like, oh, I'm going to have to see how it goes. Um, but, you know, that's what happens. Um, anyway, they're a lot of fun, and I'm so proud of them. Um, proud? God, it's like somebody's mom. Um, no, but I'm just very proud of their effort um, for sticking it out on such a difficult set of circumstances um, on that uh, race day. And, um, you know, and here again, I'm still amazed that 
<laughs> whoever the superintendent is at Huntsville State Park, my hat is off to you because you get trail running, you know, and, and yeah, because some of these other race directors, they will, if it looks like there's going to be, you know, a shower in the forecast, you have to move the race or postpone it or something. And so it's an interesting, I, I still need to get somebody on here to talk about that because I think it is an interesting, you know, thing, uh, you know, for those of us in Texas, I mean, I don't really know what this is like in other places. So, I mean, you know, for all I know, this is not unusual, but um, anyway, uh, let's just listen to my conversation with Olga and Rusty. Now I'm recording. All right. So I have Olga, Olga, please pronounce your last name because I don't want to butcher it. Lackey. Okay, good. That's just how yeah. I would have said it. Okay, good. Uh, Olga Lackey, Lackey, right? Yes, correct. Rusty Johnson, your, your name is easy to say. <laughs> <laughs> My name is really hard to say. No, not really. Um, anyway, so you ladies are pretty courageous. Um, just got through the Rocky 100K, um, what, like two weeks ago, right? Or no, last yes. week. No, two well, weekends ago. Last weekend was the other yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. There's some masochists that who go out and they'll do the hundred or hundred K one weekend. And then they come back the next weekend and do the 50 miler. I'm just like, no as if yeah. you, you know, didn't, you know, <laughs> you have enough challenge. Especially in the same weather conditions. Yeah. Well, yes. I, it was still so muddy and it rained. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I saw that. It was just, ugh. so anyway, this is not your first hundred uh, K though. Um, you guys did. This is my first 100K. This was my first 100K. Oh, yeah, both of us. Yeah. Oh, why did I think you guys did Bandera? Okay, well, that would be good. I mean, anyway. we're badasses. I don't know if we're that badass yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and, that, and, that, and that's perfectly good because, well, this is even more fun then because this, you know, like, you know, 100K, that's a pretty outstanding uh, distance. And then, of course, to have the challenge of Mudfest, you know, and Waterfest. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what made you choose this particular race? Um, you know, just because it's, it's less gnarly than rock, uh, than Bandera or. <laughs> well, I think if I had to choose, I would definitely choose Rocky Raccoon there at Huntsville versus Bandera because I did the 25 K and that was brutal enough. So <laughs> yeah, I was happy there. I often wonder like, what if the weather conditions were better you know had i would have done better you know absolutely yeah oh, yeah yeah but uh it is what it is and you know i i felt this time was my time for the 100k and i've been working for training for months and and i was just kind of like i i i gotta do it this is it this is now now or never you know so it it was good i just felt like you know it, it was good. I was in a good place, healthy wise, you know, I, I had been training. And as far as my physical, um, I've been working out too, working up, uh, building strength and my uh, working on my core and strengthening. So I was in a good spot, you know, which I felt. And, um, so I was hoping that, you know, I know leading up to it, there was bad weather coming up. So I was just kind of worried, are they going to cancel it? You know, uh, are they going to cancel it? Are, are they going to postpone it? Are they going to change locations? That kind of thing that was going on oh. because kind of what well, that's been happening, you know, I mean, that, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. I, so, I, 
I want to talk to somebody at the state parks. Uh, I'm not sure who, I mean, I'm sure it's each superintendent makes these choices, but I just like to know how they do this because it's like Brazos really got messed up. And then of course, Bandera and Cactus Rose, they are forever, you know, being, I mean, in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> really I mean, just pleasantly surprised that they allow to have the race. Both weekends. Two <laughs> races back to back in those weather conditions, you know, that's. Yeah. And I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. On a good day, the roots aren't, you know, are your biggest enemies. So it's oh yeah. Ooh. But um, well, Rusty, what about you? Did was did you guys just kind of say, okay, we're gonna make a you know, a little pinky pact here or something? <laughs> do this or well, I mean, maybe there was a little pinky pact that went on since we've been training together for so long now. Yeah. Um, but I had done my first 50k at Brazos Bend. So since I already did my 50K there, I knew I didn't want to then go back and do the 100K there. And then like Oga, I've done the 25K at Bandera. And I was like, I love all those people that go out there and do the 100K. I don't know if I'm like crazy enough yet to try to do 100K out at Bandera. So Rocky sounded like the perfect place to go. It was also a state park I hadn't been to yet. And I'm trying to visit every state park. So yeah. help me check that off. And I had heard historically outside of, you know, a few years where there might have been, you know, some freezing cold temperatures or, uh, you know, a time when it was also wet, but not this wet, that normally it had been pretty decent weather for running. So we figured, oh, this looks like a, a great course outside of, you know, the roots that may try to murder us. This <laughs> sounded like a fun one. Plus, it was a decent sized lap that you had to do so it wasn't too you know mundane of doing it over and over again plus it looked like it the park was an amazing place to run which i still agree it's an amazing place to run it um, and so <laughs> it was kind of the no-brainer that that seemed like the perfect place to do inside of texas our first 100k yeah um, and so then you know we all started kind of talking about it because we're part of the sar orr uh, team and so we all started talking about doing 100k and we all kind of agreed Rocky Raccoon seemed like a good one for us uh, we did have a handful of other ladies that when we started the adventure all <laughs> like a year ago that were potentially going to do it with us um, and it ended up being myself Oga and Kay that ended up towing the line uh, for the race and myself and Oga that you know punish through, like you said, all of the conditions to earn our first belt buckles. Uh, but I think it was a lot of the, the friends and family that I've made at the SAR-ORR team that, you know, really helped push me through the training and had me believe that I could even do 100K. Because uh, before 2020, I really wasn't a runner. And I used to always jokingly say, you'd only see me running for two reasons, either away from a serial killer or after Luke Bryan. <laughs> and now for fun, I ran a hundred K like no one understands this. Like coworkers are like, wait, Rusty, you said you'd never run like even a half. And now you're running a hundred K. And especially after I ran my first road marathon, I vowed I'd never run that far again. And I yeah. found the trails and that's where my heart is. And it makes me so happy. And I know a lot of us over on the trail side have some similar stories to that as well on how we found peace and joy and happiness and bliss on the trails. And it has allowed us to go to crazy distances that we might've never thought we would do. But uh, I recommend anybody, if you're going to do hundred K, go try Rocky Raccoon. 
Um, even if it is Waterfest and Mudfest like we had, I mean, it was fun. It was a different challenge. And now I know if I have dry conditions, I think I could beast out there in 100K. <laughs> yeah, it was a PR. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pause this one quick second. I have a crying cat here who sometimes oh, does this to me when I'm recording. Oh, I don't know if you can hear that. It's like, oh, hello, kitty. it's feed me. Yeah. Uh, and I've got two, but the other, the other one will just come walk across my uh, laptop, but all right. Hang loose for one quick second. Zoom. Okay. Now we're, now we're back in business. Oh, goody. He's happily eating now. So that makes me feel better. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. It, especially when I was teaching, you know, during the pandemic and stuff, um, yeah, it was, you know, we would have pet parades, you know, there'd be, you know, maybe, you know, and yeah, and my two guys would just, you know, carry on and act up. And so, <laughs> Gotta love the kitties. I like animals, but anyway, um, so Rusty, are you from Texas? I'm going to back up a little bit. We'll, we'll get back into the nitty gritty of your race, but I want to find out a little bit more about you because um, I've been acquainted with you through the San Antonio Road Runners Off-Road Runners. It's a mouthful. Um, so, so are you from San Antonio or? No, born and raised in Minnesota. There Minnesota. you hear it. Oh, yeah, there you right there. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. moved to Texas as fast as I could. So when I graduated college, I moved up to DFW and I started my career at JCPenney's. Um, so I'm in the retail corporate side of the, the world. Yeah. Um, and then what brought me down to San Antonio was I worked for a company called Grunt Style for a little bit. It's a veteran owned apparel company um, and then had the opportunity to go work for HEB and some over at HEB and their corporate offices sourcing fabulous product that you can find in store on the GM side. Wow. Uh, but not a, a Texan by birth, but I Texan by choice. And I consider myself more of a Texan than a Minnesotan. Um, and everybody thinks I'm a Texan from the way I act, the way I live, the truck I drive. Um, so I think I was meant to be here. Well, that's great. That's great. And how old are you, if I can ask? I am 36, right? You're like, yeah. I might do the math quick. I don't know. I feel like once you turn 30, you just don't know how old you are anymore. I mean, <laughs> I say, oh no I'm 37 right now I'm going to turn 38 this year <laughs> I don't know I'm in my my late 30s apparently you're, late, you're still younger than both of uh, both me and Olga but but I'm older than all three of you so yeah I just yeah I just turned 63 oh my god thank you sometimes I don't feel it <laughs> but um so what made you decide to start running Rusty so I had friends when I lived up in DFW we kind of did some 5k's here or there I thought I was dying when I did them no it took well over an hour to complete the 5k but it was fun <laughs> um and then I had joined Orange Theory in 2019 and made some friends there and we kind of made this goal for 2020 to run a 5k every month and I was like three miles like even if it's just for fun and I'm slow it could be worth it right and then obviously we all know what happened in 2020 uh and the world went crazy and a lot of those friends that I made decided to not keep going on with the goal. And I was like, well, I'm kind of having fun with this running thing. kind of sucks at times, but like I'm finding a little bit of joy in it. Mm -hmm. And so during the pandemic, um, I had this idea, maybe I could run 13 miles. Like that sounds like crazy, but maybe just maybe I could do it. Mm -hmm. So I uh, decided to sign up for one in the fall of 2020 that then got postponed to the spring of 2021 
Um, but started doing training, not like the training you're supposed to do, like training that I thought I was supposed to do. I've always been huge in the strength training. So I had that as my base, uh, but running was not really my forte as much. And uh, the one that I signed up that got pushed out to the spring got pushed out even further. So then I decided, well, I'm trained up. And so I had been running a lot of the Scally Wampus races, which I love their organization can find me volunteering there because um, I love them so much. And I uh, did the Wonderlust half marathon up in Fredericksburg and ran my first half marathon, cried when I crossed the finish line, thought it was something I'd never be able to do. And that's when uh, within the running community, I met people on the beef team, uh, which I'm part of. And I met people in the SAR roadside um, of the team and had made friends with some of them. And throughout then the rest of the spring and the summer, they then convinced me to join SAR and train for my first marathon. So in the winter, I guess, of 2021, we ran BCS and I did my first ever road marathon and hated it after I crossed the finish line, if I'm being honest. And I didn't really want to run at all. After that, I really got a, a case of the blues that everybody talks about. And so then in 2022, um, I said, you know, I really like hiking. So why don't I try this trail running thing? Like maybe I'll, that's where I'll find my joy again. Cause I was just having a hard time even going and running like three miles. And so I started running on trails locally by myself and then found out that SAR had uh, off-road team. So I joined them in the fall of 2022 and ran, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I ran the prickly pair without joining them and did the 15K. And then I joined the training team and did the 25K. And within that first season, all of the crazy people that I've come to love so much um, convinced me I should run a 50K. And so then we went into 50K training. And in 2023, I ran my first 50K at Brazos Bend and my first 50 mile at Wild Hair uh, in November. Oh, yeah. And uh, once right. I crossed the finish line at the 50K, I said, I, I want to do 100K, but I wanted to check off that 50 mile uh, mark along the way there. And then, you know, well, two weekends ago here in February, we checked off the 100K. So I really went like zero to 60 pretty fast in this running journey and distance. Uh, but trail is where my heart is. Like I barely do any road races anymore. I love, I love going on and supporting the road team. I love everybody that runs the road. I just don't find the joy that I find out on the trail um, that I love so much. And so You'll find me doing crazy distances on the trail from now on, I think. That's good. Yeah, well, it, it is sort of, um, yeah, it gets contagious after, or yeah, it gets contagious, you know, and, and addictive after, yeah. you know, <laughs> until you get injured and then it really, and then, and then you're miserable because you can't join your friend. We're knocking on wood. Let's knock it in. No, no, I mean, no, I've had that happen. That's the only reason I mentioned that. It's like, oh, it's, yeah, I just, I had plantar about six years ago and my friends would be out on the trails and I would take my road bike out on like the paved part of a trail. It, and this was, I was living in the Valley at the time, but just cause I, I just missed everybody. It's like, this is my social outlet. Yes. It's just, anyway, that's, that's kind of an interesting um, trajectory you have there. Olga, what about you? I've known you for longer. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so you, I'm sorry, what's your question? No, no, I was just going to say, how did you, how did you get involved in, in the, have you always been a runner? Ah, uh, well, actually I started pretty late in life. Uh, growing up, I've always been very active. Uh, we've always been in a 
very active household growing up. We played sports growing up and, you know, football and baseball was huge in our, and so I, I, I grew up doing track um, and, and, and fast pitch uh, softball. So I played that growing up. And then in high school, I was a cheerleader in high school. And then, uh, <laughs> are, are you rusty too? I was, yeah, I was a cheerleader and a gymnast. Yes. <laughs> I was a cheerleader. And then, uh, and then I did, I was a cheerleader for a, uh, a pro amateur uh, league right out of high school uh, for the, back then it was the San Antonio um, uh, 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 Dodgers. Now the, they're called the San Antonio missions, but oh. yeah. Uh, and that was, I, I mean, that was so long ago, but then, you know, uh, uh, then my son, you know, he was very active growing up and he, when we were trying to find the right sport for him, swimming was his thing doing club swimming and then he was doing uh high school swimming he was on the swim team and then he started doing triathlons at 14 15 i'm like oh i want to do that you know and so it's just something that i wanted to do to participate with my son so we i started running when i think i was i was 42 okay like in my 40s 42 so we still i did two sprint triathlons with him and uh um swimming's hard I'm not a swimmer so so uh so running was was I started doing training for half marathons and so I did years of half marathons and uh before I moved on to a marathon and um after doing a couple marathons and we all know Fabian Gonzalez know and love Fabian Gonzalez he says hey you should try come running uh off-road with us and and I'm like, oh, yeah, what is it? Tell me about it. And then, you know, it was just kind of one of those things like, okay, I've got to try it. And I tried back in 2018 when I was, oh, 2019. Two, 2019 is when I did my first, trained for my first 50K. And I just love trail running. Yeah. So I just, there's no looking back. So I'm just like you, Rusty. You know, I I love trail running and, and I've been doing it for five years now. And and I would prefer that so much more from than in the road. Um, so yeah, I did my first 50k in 2019, and uh, actually, uh, I won first in, in the masters category. <laughs> yeah, yeah somebody in, in the masters. <laughs> well, I was 52 at the time, <laughs> 2019. Wow. So. Yeah, I was like, I, what was my time at 2019? Oh, 7.14. I'm like, what? You know. That's good. I'm <laughs> yeah, happy. yeah. So uh, so now it's just uh, done a couple of 50Ks. And uh, I did my first 50 miler uh, back in 2021. That was and at Brazos, right? That was at Brazos Bend. That, yeah. that I loved it. I loved it out there. And that was a great place to do your first 50 miler. Uh, I had, a, I did have a coach then, uh, Tim Pearson, uh, yeah. coached me for that. He's a great coach, uh, learned so much out of him and he's huge on nutrition. So uh, learned, learned a lot from him. Uh, so when I, when I finished that, I pr finished pretty strong and, and I felt really good. And I'm like, wow, I can, I can do 12. I think I can do another 12 more miles, you know? And so, uh, 
I've been thinking about 100K since 2021, but then I had an injury in 2022 and, you know, took care of that and then had to start back on my base building and, you know, work on my endurance. So here I am. And now, um, yeah, that's so cool. My first 50K under my belt, but uh, I think that's my one and done. Who knows? But yeah. Oh, for the 100K? For my 100K. I'm gonna I'll convince you otherwise we'll do another one you've got a hundred miler in well I 50k at at 58 uh I just feel like you know I want to I want to continue doing this for a long time so I just feel like I'm in a good position in as far as my health and being injury free and uh to where I want to, I want to scale back on my running and just maybe, you know, do a 50, one fifty k a year, maybe one or two a year and, and just do stick to 25 Ks. I don't know, but you know, I, I, uh, I'm good. I, I want to be healthy and be able to do this at a long, you know, for a long time. Yeah. No, I, I, I can totally understand that. I think I, that was my last year. Cause I, I just, yeah. Uh, well, I, I just found out last year I've got arthritis in my hip. And so it, it's like, I've not been able to really run and, um, and it's been, so I've been doing these rowing classes and, um, which are, is great. I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it's a great workout and, um, but it's, you know, I'm trying to get back into the running, you know, but cause I do want to do wild hair 50 K in November. Cause that's my favorite race of all time. So I love that race. That was such a great place. That rabbit hole though. <sighs> <laughs> I was, I was, I don't know. I knew there was a drop. I didn't expect it to be like that though. <laughs> well, I did my first 50 K and my first 50 miler out there. And my first 50 K is kind of like your, well, maybe not quite as bad as your Rocky, but it was close. Um, it was, when was it? 2015, I think 2014. Yeah. Something like that. And then, um, it was fine for the first two loops. And all of a sudden you start seeing this little cloud poking through the blue sky and you're like huh and next thing you know there's this like giant deluge and there's lightning flashing through the pasture oh, wow <laughs> and and I thought oh god they're gonna call the race they're just gonna call the race and I'm not gonna be able to be an ultra runner today and I'm gonna be really mad and Joe Prusatis who is the former um he's the original owner of Tejas Trails and he was race directing at that time it was so bad, you know, that one section when you, you go up, when you come down that, that one hill and then you have to go around and then you're, you know, it's kind of like a catacombs mm -hmm. kind of thing. So he, he was lashing ropes to trees so that we could hang on so we, oh my so we could get up the hill. Oh, wow. <laughs> I slid. Oh, I, I, uh, yeah. And yeah, it was just, it was epic, but it was so much fun. It kind of took all the pressure off. And I don't know if that's how it felt for you guys at Rocky, if it was just sort of like, I. so getting into the whole Rocky thing, um, were there, you know, do, did you ride the highs and the lows and all that sort of thing? Did you guys maybe stay together the, first, the whole time? Or? Yeah, maybe on the first loop, it was just like, oh, okay, you know, I'm, <laughs> I I went in there with, with the intentions of doing intervals. Okay. And that kind of went out the door. I mean, it was just like, well, it looks like we're going to be trudging through the whole time, you know, because that's actually what I was doing. You're just trekking the whole time because it's, you're in ankle deep mud, thick mud, mm -hmm. uh, you're slipping and sliding all over the place. And then when you did have opportunities to run, then, you know, I took, took it at, at that time, but it was just like, I just try to play it safe going through those, you know, I wasn't going to try to run through those 
mud, those ankle deep. Uh, oh, that was wild. I mean, no, it was just, it was, it was bad. But then, yeah, second loop was like, okay, <laughs> I can't do this again, but I'm, I'm doing it, you know? Yeah, it was tough. Yeah. And then the final loop, I just, you know, I just, I tracked it the whole time. And there were very few opportunities that I would, would trot here and there, but I just tracked it. Yeah. The lap, the final loop. And, and I was okay. I mean, I'm, I, like I said, I'm in a good position to where I'm not looking to, I, I, I didn't have an expectation. I didn't have a certain time. I just wanted to complete healthy and, you know, you know, you can uh, bring just, him the buckle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And finish within the time allowed. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, had I wished that weather conditions were a whole lot better, of course, but you know, it is what it is, you know, and it, it, it finished, it worked out and I, I finished, I, I felt great, you know, and the recovery has been well. Good. Did you ever uh, hit any kind of point where you thought, you know, where the, where the DNF area is whispering in your ear and you're just kind of like, oh, sorry, <laughs> there's a crash in the kitchen. <laughs> no, no, not, yeah. not, not at all. I mean. <laughs> You know, going into my my uh, final loop, uh, you know, I after you know the socks, the the changing of the socks and shoes and all the mud. Yeah, I was already annoyed with that. I was over it, but no, I was I was kind of like, okay, we're doing this. We're I'm here. I'm doing it. Yeah, I I you know you come this far, you've trained for months, and you know my body's tired. I want this done, and I want it over with. And so I was. That's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I can understand. And and yeah, I know you guys were like beasts in training, you know, so I, wow. uh, hats off to you. So Rusty, what about you? What was your, did you guys stay together the whole time or did, were you kind of piggy, you know? No, we, uh, we ran the first like two miles. The, there was a little two mile loop we had to do first. So we ran that together. And once we went out on the first big loop, uh, we started off together and then, um, Olga knows I like to bomb down some hills and I think it's when I bomb down that one hill and I know Olga is normally a little bit more cautious on that that was the last time I think I saw Olga I saw her in like every once in a while where we'd have like crisscrossers oh she's coming um yeah. but and we kind of ran our own race um from then on I did try to hold more of the, my intervals that I was planning on doing as well I think I you know I went a little bit more aggressive per se and threw some of the mud in the puddles <laughs> um, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to play a chance and see, see what happens on, on them. Um, there were a few that I was like, oh, I shouldn't do that. So then I remembered that for the next loop around. Um, but the first loop, I think, you know, when you first headed out, you were like, oh, I want to try to keep my, my feet dry. And I feel like it was after a few miles, you were just like, whatever, our feet are not going to be dry. Like just live with it. And I still feel a lot of us on that first loop, we're trying to find like the path of least resistance um with them by the time I was out on the second loop I was just like just go straight through it like you just gotta do it there's not there's no other choice just embrace it yeah um, enjoy it <laughs> and uh so I really enjoyed the whole first loop because I felt like it was exploring right I've never been to the park so I don't know what's around the next corner uh the second loop I was still pretty much in high spirits and especially when the sun came out for a little bit uh I say I'm fueled by sun so when the sun was coming out I was walking around with my arms up like being like yes the sun is here this is making me so happy um and at that time I was still kind of having fun with the puddles like I was saying to some people like 
you know, remember when we were kids and we'd go in and splash in puddles? Well, that's what we're doing right now. Isn't this so much fun? And uh, one of our crossings that was like knee high uh, water, the second big one that we had, by the time we got out to the second loop, it had gone down from knee to like above ankle. And I kind of made the joke like, where's my knee high water? I want a refund. <laughs> I came here for knee high water, not ankle high water. And everybody was laughing about it. So still in really good spirits uh, for the first two loops. One of my personal goals was to try to cross uh, the start and finish line uh, of the first two loops before the sun went down. And I just snuck in that last little sliver of light was in the sky as I crossed over. And even one of the race guys was like, you should have a torch with you. And I'm like, I do, but I wanted to cross before the, the light came, uh, the sun went down. So I was super excited about that. And like Oga said, did a change and uh, headed back out. And it was a little harder being like, okay, we're going out in the dark now. So now it's going to, you know, our pace is going to slow. Um, I did what I like to call night trotting. Um, so I did some night trotting. Um, to, so it's just slower running. I just call it night trotting because I feel like it sounds cool. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, so I was able to do some of that in places where I knew it was flatter and a little less sketchy with slippery mud. Um, to nature's aid station so about the halfway mark and I was changing my socks also at nature's uh, every loop because I was just definitely afraid of getting a blister or a hot spot so I spent the extra time um, changing my socks five times during the race and lubing them up uh, with happy toes so they stayed happy which I'm lucky to say that my feet scathed away without uh, any issues. Um, but then when I left nature's, uh, that's, you know, the last 11 miles out there. And my friend Monica was going to be pacing me. Um, but two weeks before she had a little rock climbing incident. So she was uh, not able to head out on the trail with me. She still came to crew. So I took that as a sign that the Lord wanted me to, you know, do this challenge on my own. And so I will say for me, the demons came in in the last three miles. Mm. So uh, I knew it was pretty good getting to that last aid station that was out there. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep moving. I'm feeling good. And then we had a thing I would text her three miles out so that they would know that I'm coming in so they could get prepared. And by the time I got to sending that text, I was just over it. <laughs> I was like, I can't feel my toes. Every time there was a water puddle, I was kind of like, I don't want to. And I'm like stomping through it. And I got slower and slower in those last three miles. And at one point I was like, I just want to sit down. And I had to tell myself, I'm like, Rusty, who's going to come get you? No one. No one's going to come get you. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. Keep your ass moving. You got this. You can do it. Doesn't matter how slow you're going. And I just kept stomping on. And I was like, I'm going to finish this. I can finish this. I can finish this. We're so close. So, yeah. Yes, I was like, and it's in the last three miles. That's when my brain starts so trying to you know, send the demons in of like, you just, just too much. You shouldn't do it anymore. And I really think it was because I couldn't feel my toes. And I know that's a thing. If I can't feel my toes or my fingers, that kind of like throws with my mind some. Sure. And so I just kept moving. But then when, you know, we were right there at the end, I was so elated and excited to be like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I can't believe I've done a hundred K. Like this is like, probably one of the most amazing things that I've ever done in my life. And I can't believe I actually completed it. And 
Well, so, and under adverse conditions on top of under that. adverse conditions, some some of the people have been there a lot of uh, you know multiple times had said this is the worst trail conditions that they've ever seen. So I also just that. think about that, like how badass every single person that attempted it and completed it, like the conditions we went through. And I know Ogan and I have talked about it. Like that was our first hundred k, and we did it in that conditions, like. What would a hundred K be like if we didn't, if we had like good normal conditions, like what could we do then? Like, I would just, you know, it just blows my mind. And so I'm already like, what hundred K might I do maybe this fall or winter? <laughs> so yeah, you, you, you got the, and once you, you know, recover from it, then you're like, well, I didn't die. So let's, let's, didn't die. Yeah. let's go try this again. You know, <laughs> no, I know that feeling. Yeah. I think we've all gone through that. So, um, was I going to ask you, um, what about, um, did you eat the food at the aid stations or did you bring your own stuff or how, how did that go for you guys? I brought my, my own food and yes, I, I did both, but I started off with my own food and, and I, I had a blueberry pancakes and, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, they're good until you get tired, sick and tired of them, you know, <laughs> I had blueberry pancakes. I had some nature bakery uh, uh, fig bars and uh, uh, peanut butter sandwiches. So I had that pretty much throughout the whole time. And then you get to a point where like, I can't eat anymore. You know, you know, you just kind of, you know, you're, you're just stuffing your face constantly because you know, you need to keep eating. Right. And you just hear that voice. You need to keep eating. You need to keep eating. And, um, uh, uh, at ba back at base camp, Scott had a uh, mashed potatoes for me. So I had mashed potatoes. Oh my God, those were the best mashed potatoes. And then uh, uh, going into my final loop, he also had some top ramen for me. So we, I had some top ramen. So that, that gave me, oh, and then I, I don't drink sodas, but I did have a Coca-Cola and that mm -hmm. just gave me the boost that I needed for that final loop. And it was just like, Miracle. yeah, because I was worried about, you know, go being out there at two, three AM in the morning. How how am I gonna feel? Am I gonna start feeling fatigue? Am I gonna start falling asleep? I mean, I just didn't know what to expect, you know? And uh so I was worried about that. So I did have that Coke and that really gave me the lift that I ne needed. I just felt <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. Um and I also had uh some quesadillas out there. Oh, those yeah. were delicious yeah <laughs> so, it's funny they could put sand in front of you and, and be like oh my god this is so oh my god that's the best thing i know those <laughs> yeah those instant mashed potatoes right best thing ever <laughs> mashed potatoes with ramen uh broth on it oh my god I mean, yeah. die for yes yeah so uh, that's what i had throughout and and then i had a pacer Mm. To, uh, yeah David David Holmes and he was he was wonderful Ooh. so he kept me awake he kept me going and he just kept the whole the miles going and the time and it, it went by fast it went by fast he was just he was he was incredible he was he was awesome and and uh he pushed he pushed me through yeah so I, I uh it was good but as far as the food that's what I had yeah well, that's good. That's good that you had the pacer too, because I think, yeah, poor Rusty. Well, at least she had a crew there. So, yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah. uh, so, so Rusty, what did you, what did you have necessarily any... poor Rusty, right? Like it was my choice. I probably could have found someone else, but I decided to to take the challenge. And like you know, I feel like I learned a lot about myself. It helped me, made me even stronger. 
Um, and so now I know where that, that last three miles, that's, that's where the demons come out in me. So now I need to be prepared for that, you know, and I do my next hundred K, um, for my food, I had also brought uh, packed food. I took one basically every 10 miles. We had it at base camp and then I had a drop bag at nature's mm -hmm. and it's been what I've been training with for the entire time on all my long runs. So a half PB and J sandwich, the pull apart Twizzlers two bite brownies, a rice crispy treat and a salt cap. Um, that is like my go-to, I guess, like magic fuel power that if I eat that every 10 miles, it's amazing. Um, and then the, what is it? Damnation and the other side of damnation. I forget what it's called. Um, at whatever that, that area of the aid station there, I would just, um, I take pickles, uh, pickle juice and oranges, and then, a, a, uh, one of their peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So pretty basic food, but I know that's what sits well, very well with my tummy. It doesn't upset it. And like, that's what I think is the key thing, right? Like we're, we both love PB and J's is one of our things, but that might not work for you. Right. So during training, find what works for you. And then when you find it, right, like stick to it. And uh, I would say that last peg that I had coming out of nature's, I literally probably walked for like a quarter of a mile and I'm like, I should start eating this. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so glad I was in the dark because I'm pretty sure I was eating it with my mouth open because <laughs> I was like, I know I need to eat this, but I kind of don't want to. <laughs> so you got to put the fuel down because you know you need the calories and your body's going to want it. Um, but definitely at some times, you know, you're like, I'd rather not eat. I'd rather just keep moving. And then I did have liquid calories um, as well. So in my front bottle, I had G1M from BPN, um, which is a carbohydrate electrolyte mix. Um, so I had one of those every 10 miles as well. So I think that combination of a liquid and a solid, and I'm definitely more of a real food person. Um, I really can't do gels or chews anymore. Uh, they just do not sit well with my stomach at all, even for a shorter distance. Uh, real food is my jam. Um, that that was key and it it kept me through and I felt great finished, you know, crossing the finish line. I didn't feel like I had run out of energy. So it's just finding that balance and like what's that right balance for when you should be eating. Some people, right, need to be snacking the whole time where I've found my body works a little bit better, breaking it up into chunks. So, yeah. Good. Well, and I think also it's, it's part of like the, the, the training is really where you, you learn, you know, what works and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, cause you definitely don't want to be trying new things, you know, on the day of the race, which of course I've done, but <laughs> we probably all have. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, my drop bag, it's so funny because it's like, I mean, it's been ages. Since I, well, I did an ultra about two years ago, but yeah, it's been ages. But yeah, like when I do a drop bag, I'm I just I don't know what I'm gonna feel like. And so it's like I'm I'm like your person that you want to hang with because I'll have you know, like chips, I'll have Coke, I'll have, you know, peanut butter and jelly or peanut butter and Nutella. Oh, that is really good. And yeah, and just all kinds of stuff because I just don't know what my what I'm going to feel like. And so I just have it all there, you know, and, and then I'm sharing it in watermelon. Well, when it's hot, watermelon. Is yes. Like watermelon. That was so great at all the captain Carl's night races. They had watermelon out and I was like eating that watermelon, like no one's business. Oh, it's so good. I have a friend of mine who one year they were out of watermelon at the aid station and they just had like the tray with all the juice on it. And so oh, no. just grabs the tray. <laughs> 
I totally do that. <laughs> well, he's he's one of those guys that actually wins races too. So I don't know. I'm not going to doubt him. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but uh, what was I going to ask you? Um, so it sounds like you guys both had great experiences, and it sounds like you know you were supported. Um, yeah, for, I mean, I think for me, it's always like my mental game is is the thing that, that I have to work on the most. Um, but that's just because I've gotten lazy uh, through the years and not been as vigilant about my training. And so, um, you know, I just sort of half-ass it. <laughs> I'm out there going, oh, God, I want to quit. You know, and then it's like, no, you can't. You know? <laughs> oh, God, I guess it's trust your training. I think that's the catchphrase saying right <laughs> i know i know so so rusty you said you're definitely looking at another 100k later this year yes that's uh, my plan i have a list of them that you know i look to see what 100ks would be maybe late this year early next year and you know just eyeing them up to figure out which one may be the one that i'm going to pick i thought maybe when i cross the finish line i'd want to do a hundred miler that is not in my brain yet. Like the seed is still there. So it's not a, like, it might not ever happen. It's a, I feel like I need to get, you know, another hundred K maybe two or three. I don't know. I'll know when I cross that finish line and my body said, okay, let's, let's take it to the next level. But I was like, I need to do another hundred K before I even contemplate this idea of a hundred miler. But yeah, I was like, I want to do one this year. Like, I was like, I don't want to wait till next year. I really want to do one again. Yeah, you're, you're on that. You're, you're on that energy still. Yeah, no, and it, and that had to have been a confidence booster for both of you. You know, just like, okay, yeah, I got that. Check That's that. Awesome. Out. Yeah. yeah. So, dude, uh, what um, are you going to do? Like Texas hundred Ks, or are there out of state hundred Ks that you're looking at? I mean, there's, I'm open to anything. Uh, I like to travel to national parks. And when I go to national parks, I actually run the vacation races, uh, half marathons that they have. Those are on roads, but I think it's different because it's like near a national park. There's a different vibe with it. And I do it as like the end of my trip to be like, I spent a week hiking the national park and then I go do the race and it's fun. Um, Cause then I get to, you know, hang out with people after I've been alone camping for a week. Um, but some in Texas, some outside of Texas. I'm thinking potentially staying in Texas just, you know, due to vacation time. <laughs> I may or may not have already planned for national parks this uh, this summer. Um, but there are some outside of Texas 100Ks that I'm like, maybe one day I'll go out and do these as well. So we'll see. <laughs> now, there's one up in Wisconsin uh, called the Badger. I don't know if you've heard of that one. I have uh, heard of it, yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, I... I I actually have a free entry for that, that I still need to use. Um, I'm not sure I was going to maybe just do like the half or something, but I don't know if I'm going to do it. Um, but that, that sounds like a really fun race. Cause it's kind of a, a flat course. It's like a rails to trails kind of course. And it's in July, I think in Wisconsin, July, which that's actually beautiful weather. That's what I'm saying, you yes. know, cause it's like, <laughs> Yeah, because you're down here and it's like, you know, 105 degrees for, you know, months. <laughs> that will be, be like 80. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but anyway, that's something I, I just, that popped in my mind, you know, and then especially since you're from Minnesota, it's, I mean, it's kind of nearby, you know, so <laughs> anyway. Olga, what about you? Now, I, I also forgot to ask you, are you from San Antonio? Or I am. You? Born and raised in San Antonio, Texas. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, the only races that I'm looking into doing this year are um, 
Um, and here in Texas, the the Davis Mountains, I believe that's in September. I would like to do that. I did the Franklin Mountains when it was part of uh, Trot uh -huh. uh, back in 2021. And that was <laughs> that was awesome. But I did the 27K. That alone was felt like a 50K doing the, <laughs> but, yeah, that was, yeah, that was top. <laughs> But I'd like to do the Davis Mountains. Um, and then also the uh, uh, Big Bend State Park in January, 2025. I really don't have anything set for the rest of the year, but I'd like to do a 50K, you know, towards in, in, the, in the fall. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna do wild hair with me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh God, yeah, I've, I've done that race every year in some form or another since 2012. So that's my... <laughs> That's my favorite. What's it? Yeah, Bluff Creek Ranch. I, I just love the whole. The yeah, it was beautiful out there. Yeah. This year we had the the cow giving birth, and <laughs> I had an opportunity to see that we were just passing or coming think, in at that time, and I actually saw when that calf dropped, and like that was so emotional. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I know I shaved a lot of time, you know, just watching that, but it oh, was. No, but that's a once in a lifetime thing. It yeah. was, yeah. It was perfect. Unless you grew up on a farm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> used to cows dropping. <laughs> oh, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in the country, but not, you know, not like that, you know. So yeah, <laughs> never. Cool. And I like the horse barn. I think that uh, that that's just such a fun little touch, you know, and, and the loops are very doable, I think. So yes. it's, um, yeah, but. I would do another race out there. Absolutely. Yeah. I loved it there. Yeah. So do, um, do either of you uh, volunteer at races or you're just too busy training? To <laughs> I never have. I would like the opportunity to do so because I was either doing the races or training, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I volunteered at um, Scally's races, Scally Wampus Roads races. Um, try to get there and I've tried to volunteer on some of the SAR races as well. Um, but one of my goals is in my build downtime now this summer i'd like to to get out and you know volunteer at some of our local or semi-local because trail races really aren't super local races uh that we have just so you know to give back to the community that does so much you know because those fun. fabulous people at the aid stations even that just keep going like just hearing that you know helps yeah. lift your spirits so much so I want to be that cheerleader out there cheering people on when they, you know, hit a, a low spot to tell them, ah, no, just keep going. You got this. Don't stop. There's no need to stop. You ain't dead yet. <laughs> I've got one in my closet somewhere that I, yeah, that I bring with me and uh, for my aid stations, but yeah, you did, you get to see like a different side of it. And I think that's, what's interesting, you know, cause it's like, um, I was volunteering at Bandera this year and there's a guy who uh, was attempting the hundred K and, he sat down at, I was at the equestrian aid station. If you know where mm -hmm. that one is, that's the, you know, kind of like the one anyway. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's kind of close to the road. Yeah. Um, but this guy, uh, he, he sat down and then I guess I, you know, I didn't notice him, you know, but, but one of the other spectators came over and he's like, this guy can't stand. And I'm like, Oh my God, you know? And so, um, yeah, he, he looked horrendous. And so I gave him a ride back to the start finish and he dropped, um, about an hour or so later, he came back and he looked like a completely different person. It was just like, you know, he was like, <laughs> well, it's like he had that, all that tension and, and yeah, whatever yeah. was gone from his face. And he, you know, just looked, 
yeah, he was happy and hydrated and fed and all that, you know, so it, that, that part is really cool. I think, you know, to do volunteer uh, time. So yeah, I highly recommend it. But uh, anyway, um, well, ladies, we're, we're coming up on almost an hour and I know that you, Olga, what do you do for a living? I always keep forgetting that. I'm actually retired right now. Uh, uh, yeah, I worked for USAA for 27 years, and I was in the investment management company for the brokerage operations. And my job was coming to an end, or, you know, because when, with USAA, the investment management company sold their investment products to, to Schwab. And so I had an opportunity to look outside or look within USA. I was hoping to retire with from USA, but unfortunately that did not happen. But um, at that time, I just thought it was a good opportunity just to, you know, just, I thought, oh, well then I, I'm gonna, and it was right before the pandemic, right when the pandemic happened on uh, June, 2020, uh, worked from home for a few months, right when quarantine hit. And so um, I decided, well, I'm going to take the year off and then I'll look for something else. <laughs> well, <laughs> here we are going on four years this year, right? <laughs> so it's been nice. Uh, you know, do I miss corporate America? No, I don't, you know. So <laughs> uh, it's been nice and I've been lucky and I've been very uh, fortunate to not be able to work right now. So I may look for something. I've been saying that for four years now, but yeah, here it's we are. Perfectly <laughs> okay, not to. Yeah, yeah. So, as long as you can, you know, get by and everything, and then you're fine. So, yeah. so it's been good, and you know, time flies. You know, time flies. So, with this time, I've had the opportunity to train. So it's been it's been good. You know, otherwise, I I don't know how. I've been, would have been able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's very a, that's... carefully. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, but... yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, very cool. Well, ladies, I really appreciate you both taking this amount of time out of your day to talk to me and share your exciting, I shouldn't say exciting, but your extraordinary story. <laughs> um, and congratulations again on, on getting that hundred uh, K buckle, which is really amazing. And um, just hang loose for one quick second, okay? All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Olga and Rusty, or Rusty and Olga. Um, yeah, they're they're fun to talk to, and um, yeah, it's been a while since I've done a two person interview. Um, I also uh, record these. Well, I always record most of my people via Zoom. Uh, just because it seems to make more sense. So I also have a video of that uh, conversation in case you can't keep up with who's who. Um, I will warn you that I uh, had wet hair and didn't care because uh, I had just gotten back from a workout and uh, wanted to, you know, de-sweat, <laughs> but I kind of looked like a drowned rat. But uh, anyway, um, so yeah, yesterday I... Uh, <laughs> game day decision, pre-game day decision, I decided, hey, let's sign up for this 10K out at um, Pearsall Park, which is this former landfill that uh, 
is out right across from uh, Lackland Air Force Base. And it's not especially far from where I live. It's maybe about 15 minutes away um, as the crow flies, I guess, if you will. Um, and I, I saw that it was only 45 bucks uh, and included a um, tech t-shirt, long sleeve tech t-shirt. And so I was like, all right. And I, and I like supporting local races like this one um, because I think, uh, it's important to, you know, for these people that, you know, put these on, you know, they, they get a lot of volunteers. And again, you know, someone who's been on kind of the flip side of that, I, I really get it. And uh, I was originally going to run it, I don't want to say bandit, because that really, I mean, it wasn't like I was going to go out there and just like, you know, take advantage of all the, you know, water stops. Of course, as it turns out, everything was unmanned anyway. Um, but, you know, I was just kind of like, nah, I don't want to do that. Let me just go ahead and pay for it. And it was probably a good thing because I probably would not have gotten out of bed otherwise yesterday. Um, it was whew, 42 degrees in the morning and almost 20 mile an hour winds with a real feel of about 35, which I know to you northerners, that probably sounds like hey, a big baby. What are you crying about? But honestly, that was really cold. Uh, and that wind is what really made it kind of miserable. But, you know, I didn't care. You know, I mean... Yeah, it was uncomfortable and unpleasant, but, um, you know, I've run in worse. And um, plus, I haven't been running for about three weeks. <laughs> Woo, let's just not train for anything and just go out there and wing it, which is kind of my thing anymore, and which I don't plan to do uh, if I do this 50K at um, Wild Hair in November. I'm going to actually train for it because I think it would be a good idea. But anyway, um, yeah, so it was... Um, it's hilly out there. Uh, and I know that. Um, and, and the race director, a uh, guy named Eric, I can't think of his last name, but, um, he had kind of warned everybody, well, it's really hard, you know? And I thought, well, he's probably saying that, you know, on behalf of the people who are, you know, road runners and are accustomed to just running on, you know, kind of flattish terrain, you know, <laughs> as a trail runner this was really hard um i mean there's parts where it kind of starts and ends like you feel like you're running through a lettuce patch that's what it looks like i don't know what the hell these weeds are but um yeah so you so you do that and you know and then it goes up into these dang on hills and or you're going down hills and um i did have my brand new pair of ultra lone peak eights um which I just, which I kind of got for myself for my birthday. Yay. Um, and you know, so they were, you know, they had nice traction and all that sort of thing, even though I can't bomb the downhills like rusty. Um, yeah, so, but it was okay. I mean, I had a really cool playlist and I'll try to remember to link to that, um, in my show notes, uh, for those of you that really care, I know, um, very eclectic mix I mean, what, how did I describe it? No, a chaotic mix. Yes, that's that's my uh, that's how I describe my musical taste, chaotic, uh, and that's sort of who I am. But it's, it's okay. Um, anyway, yeah. So I uh, saw a lot of my friends from the San Antonio Off Road Runners, uh, including uh, Robbie De La Rosa and my friend Angela and her daughter uh, Riley, who is thirteen, and. Um, also saw Ann Ludwig out there, um, and a, you know, a handful of other people. Um, 
it was, but it was really cold and, uh, and it was hard. I mean, and I've run out of Pearsall, you know, a bunch of times, you know, like I said, it's, it's not too far from where I live, but you know, <laughs> I just, this guy managed to find some hills that I wasn't even aware of. And, um, Oh my God, there's one I was, I dubbed it Julie Andrews Hill because it was like something straight out of, you know, the sound of music. He just sort of expected Julie Andrews to bust out of nowhere and just, oh, the are alive. Like, you really don't want me singing. Anyway, um, yeah, with the sound of people <laughs> uh, using profanity cursing. Well, that'd be cursing. Yes. Um, and, uh, panting and crying. Uh, yeah, that was what the sound of going up that hill was like. Um, overall, uh, in a 10 K race, which is like 6.2 miles, I got 699 feet of elevation gain, which is fairly significant. Um, you know, and, and there were a couple of really big honking climbs and, you would have to sort of stop and breathe, you know, occasionally just to kind of catch your breath and be like, okay, going to do this. I mean, and mentally I was fine. I mean, I, I was kind of hating some of it, but I mean, I didn't really mind. I mean, it was, it just kind of felt good to be out there and, uh, and, and I was grateful that it wasn't hot and I was grateful that it wasn't raining and cold. So, um, you know, there's that. Uh, I was trying to think of all the things that could have made it worse and so, just to make myself feel better and try to keep my mental game happening. Um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> and at one point, I swear to God, this is like, I had like a flashback to running out of Sullivan city, Texas. Well, first of all, there was a climb that reminded me very much of Sullivan city. Sullivan city is this place um, west of McAllen mission area that we used to go out to um, it's just sort of this rugged piece of land uh, that, you know, just has lots of um, dips and turns and hills and things like that. And a lot of dirt bikers uh, go out there and, and uh, ride. In fact, first time I went out, or no, the first time I took my friend Norma out there with uh, Orly and uh, some other people, I think Robert, um, these people on these, you know, motorbikes were like chasing us. It was like something out of Mad Max. We're like, Ugh. um, but yes, but anyway, uh, but the other fun thing, uh, one time that we, um, were out at, uh, Sullivan city running the trails. Cause again, you have to understand that this was right on the Mexican border. Okay. And so, you know, and again, living in the Valley, you are on the Mexican border and, and, you know, I was accustomed to that. I mean, a lot of our trails were, you know, right there. And sometimes we would even run behind the border fence. Um, I mean, not going into Mexico, but that's just how it zigzagged. And, um, you know, so it was, it was always sort of fun, you know, it's kind of like, Ooh, this is cool, you know? Um, or, you know, it's interesting. This is a story. Um, but we, there was one time when we got chased, I swear to God, um, by the border patrol, uh, when we were out at Sullivan city, because, um, I guess they thought that we were a, a group of migrants trying to cross into, you know, the United States illegally. And I guess they had been up over us with, um, you know, helicopters and whatnot. And then we had these agents that were literally running after us. And I'm like, okay, wow. 
I'm like the only white girl with these Mexican American buddies of mine who are all born in the United States, you know, and this one guy was sort of fat, you know, and he was trying to chase us and, uh, we finally, you know, kind of slowed down and they caught up to us. And this guy was like, yeah, well, I would have caught you. And I'm just kind of looking at him. Yeah, sure, buddy. Um, but yeah, it was, that was a very normal thing. So yesterday, you know, as we're going on this weird out and back, um, toward the end of the race, um, this kind of straight away, um, there's a police helicopter over us and I just kept circling and, you know, doing its you know, thing. And I kept thinking, oh, great. There's probably some, you know, prisoner or his prisoner who's escaped or some person who's committed a crime or allegedly committed a crime and is, you know, on the loose. And, you know, they're going to be out here. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm transported back to mission, Texas and, you know, or way South Texas. And, um, yeah, so I don't really know what that was all about, but uh, yeah, it was kind of fun to have that sort of experience all over again. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> um, but yeah, the the race was was good. Otherwise, I mean, it took me officially like one fifty one to do it. I know it's kind of embarrassingly slow, but you know, again, I was kind of run hiking in the thing anyway. Um, but according to my Strava, uh, it said I did, um, 141, which wasn't bad. Um, not really sure why there's that discrepancy, but, um, and also according to St. Strava, I, um, PR'd on one segment. Um, I also did like my second or third best time on a couple of other segments. And so it was kind of like, well, that's kind of flattering. Okay, cool. Um, you know, it was pretty good running weather. I mean, without that darn wind, um, it would have been great. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. I was, you know, I, I mainly hung out with, um, Angela and her daughter and, um, her kid's really cute. She's, they're both going to be out at Tinajas, uh, this coming weekend, uh, which is up at Colorado Bend state park. Um, as we're all doing the 10 K and as a special bonus, um, I am getting Hundo, AKA Orlando Montalvo and his lovely wife, Kathy, uh, AKA babe, um, who are both hundred mile, multiple hundred mile aficionados. Um, they're coming up from the Valley and we're going to do the race together. We're staying in Marble Falls on Friday night. And then we're going to drive up Saturday morning to uh, the race, which is like me an hour and maybe a half away. I don't know. But anyway, and then um, we're going to run the race and then come back here. Um, and they're going to stay with me, which means I've got to really clean out the room that they're son stayed in for about four months, two years ago when he was interning at, uh, Toyota here in San Antonio. And, uh, you know, was kind of essentially renting out a room for me, uh, my spare bedroom. And, uh, it's, it's since become sort of the repository of stuff. And, <laughs> and so now I need to excavate a lot of the stuff. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to seeing them because they're two of my favorite people in the world. And, uh, yeah, so there's that. And, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, it'll be fun to see Colorado Bend State Park. I think I've mentioned this before, uh, during the daytime, because, uh, the only time I've ever gone out there for a run is for those, um, Captain Carl's night races. And, uh, 
you know, you start when it's just about becoming dusk and then it gets dark and then you're running all night, you know, and, um, well, if you're me, you're running all night and, um, you know, you're kind of having these existential feelings of what the world am I doing? Um, you know, especially if you're out there doing the 30 K cause that place is hard. It's really hard. I don't know what this 10 K uh, course is like, but, um, I'm hoping it's what I think it is. So, uh, which would be my first experience out there, which was in 2012. And I did a ten, the 10 K night race. Um, and then that started out kind of complicated at the beginning and then it flattened out toward the end. Um, it's since kind of gone in the opposite direction, which I don't really like. And I'm hoping that this race being a different race goes the old way, but I guess I'll find out and I'll let you know. Um, regardless I'm doing it. Um, but yeah. And, um, so yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing my friends and, uh, hanging out and, um, you know, doing another race. And then I guess it's like two, three weeks from now, I'm doing <laughs> mesquite fire down in the Valley, uh, the 20 K God help me. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so I'm going to be doing that. And then the following day, um, I'll be back up here in San Antonio and I'll be hopefully volunteering at the prickly pear uh, race uh, where um, I'm hoping to see my friend Kenny Gardner uh, do his first 50 K. Although I just found out he did a training run today and fell and really messed up his left leg. And um, I've been texting with him a little bit, so I'm not really sure what's going on with him. Um, but he's one of my favorite, he's one of my other favorite people in the world. And, um, I really hope that he'll be okay. Um, if not, I'll be there for his next 50 K or his first 50 K, whenever that is. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, outside of that, I think that's all I've got for now. I'll see you next time.